Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. You can watch the NFL playoffs like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Sticks podcast. The show is hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah, and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us are bringing the knowledge from a career as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. We'll break down film from the professional and college game to get you ready for the Super Bowl, the draft, and kickoff next fall. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Paris Hilton revealed she doesn't talk to her parents about the alleged abuse she faced at boarding school. Eddie Redmayne says playing a transgender woman in The Danish Girl was a mistake. And we're talking with BuzzFeed's Natasha Jokic about all of our favorite Adele moments leading up to the release of her new album. It's November 22nd, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shiloh Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. All right, so to kick things off, in a new episode of her Peacock show, Paris in Love, Paris Hilton said she and her parents don't talk about her time at Provo Canyon School, the boarding school she attended as a teen, and where she allegedly suffered verbal, mental, and physical abuse. Paris explained, quote, anytime I bring it up with my mom, she won't even talk about it. She's like, I was scared. You needed to go. She added, quote, I just feel like they just don't want to think about it, just like I didn't want to think about it and didn't talk about it for 20 years. It's painful to think about, to open that up. She also said that while she believes her parents regret sending her to Provo, she wishes they could, quote, just one day sit down and have a real conversation about it. You know, this is really hard. I feel like her parents must feel some type of responsibility since they were the ones that sent her there. And I know also in that interview, Paris said that, you know, basically that talking about it would be a huge bummer and that her mom is like a fun person and she doesn't want to like bring her down. And that's really hard because life isn't all just like as much as I wish it was like fun and happy and rainbows. And you really have to talk about these things. And like she said, she doesn't know if she'll be able to really move on until they have that real conversation. Yeah. I mean, it it also, it feels like a generational thing too, right? Like her parents are boomers. They're from a different generation, a generation where, 
you look great on the outside and cover up what's on the inside and you're just trucking along. And I also think this is similar to something like I've mentioned on the show before that I see on TikTok a lot of like when you try and address something with your parents that maybe you've worked out in therapy or you need to talk with them as the next step to work through it and they just shut down and can't like really like accept that because you're right. They probably do feel guilt, but it sounds like what Paris needs is for them to explicitly say that, which is so fair. Right. And then it's like they're she's really stuck in her process for being able to move on. So again, I really hope that they're able to have a conversation about this. Moving on, Eddie Redmayne recently opened up about playing a transgender woman in 2015's The Danish Girl, a biopic about Lily Elby, one of the first known people to undergo gender affirmation surgery. Eddie told the Sunday Times that while he, quote, made that film with the best intentions, he believes it was a mistake and wouldn't take the role now. He added, quote, the bigger discussion about the frustrations around casting is because many people don't have a chair at the table. There must be a leveling. Otherwise, we're going to carry on having these debates. Yeah, I mean, all I can really say is, well, yeah, good response now. As long as you are learning and growing and being vocal about it, I'm here for it. Yeah, and he's totally right. I mean, it's just like it had he not taken the role, someone else would have, which means that the problem would not have been fixed. Like, we really do need the right people in these rooms, the right people at the table to say, hey, we right. should and, not cast this person. <laughs> and it's and it's not like he's saying, like, I needed to take it just because someone else would take it because no, that's yeah. the wrong way to go about that. That is wrong. That is still not helping fix it. What is helping is him being vocal about it now, you know? Yes, exactly. All right. Well, this past weekend, Adele released her fourth studio album, 30, and now the entire world belongs to her. Today, we're joined by BuzzFeed's Natasha Jokic to talk about everything we love about Adele. Hi, Natasha. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me as the one British person on the American pop culture team. I'm very excited to be here talking about Adele. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Natasha, the moment has finally arrived. You know, Adele released her fourth studio album, 30, this past Friday. And before we get into the album, I kind of just want to know why you love Adele so much, because I know you've been a fan since you were a teenager. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, I've really struggled to remember what life was like before Adele without sounding incredibly (laughs) melodramatic. Back when, you know, I obviously still lived in England, um... It just she just felt inescapable and you know she was the first recipient of the brit awards critics choice awards which was something that like i would always keep up with and always watch with my mum every year and there are like key moments like that like her performance of someone like you i remember as well very very vividly and yeah she's just someone i've kind of grown up with in that way and it's interesting her song hometown glory is probably still my favorite just because it really hits me in that like i'll be like i'm fine i don't miss england and then she'll like be talking about london and i'm like oh god (laughs) okay so it's like we know why we love adele because of her music clearly but i think i also love adele because of like her personality which just 100 feels authentic at all times and i love this thing i saw this great tweet of just like where she's just like has these profound lyrics and all these emotions and it feels so adult. And then you hear her just talking and it sounds like you're drunk in a pub with someone. And it's just (laughs) so deeply relatable, everything that she talks about. And did you see her performance from an audience with, and she was asked like, who was one of the most like impactful people in your life? Was there someone who kind of supported you or inspired you or sort of, you know, protected you? from all the trials and tribulations of life and inspired you to sort of 
Yeah, I had um, a teacher at Chestnut Grove who taught me English. That was Miss McDonald. Did you ever keep in touch? Did you see? No, she left when I was in year eight. And they clearly knew she was going to say her eighth grade English teacher because they surprised her with her eighth grade English teacher. And she sobbed. <laughs> is she is here? Is she here? She's here tonight. All of a sudden, she she had gone back to that time of being in eighth grade where, like, when her teacher left the stage, she was like, bye, miss. Like, it was just like, I don't know. It was so pure. She is us and we are her. Are we going to get, like, a 12 album from when she was <laughs> in eighth grade? I imagine. Yes, hyping up Miss McDonald. Oh, that, um... I, I knew that special on, was on because British Twitter was going into a frenzy and my mum was texting <laughs> me saying that she was crying. And I also found that clip so moving. I think that's what appeals to a lot of people about her as well is that, you know, she has this very like silky big songs. And then in interviews and especially like in video, she just comes along like, you know, kind of a regular gal. And you're like, she's not, she's Del. Oh my God, how are you? I haven't I'm seen good. you since I was like... Twelve. Do you have kids? What are you doing? Yeah, I've got two kids. You've got, I've got two um, kids. Sky and Hayden. Hi guys. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so happy you're here. And I think it, you know, I think being a quote unquote relatable celebrity is really, really hard. Like it's a fine line to tread. You know, I'm curious. She very much keeps out of the public eye in between album release cycles, which. I think especially if we consider Adele as a contemporary of Amy Winehouse, you know, they both went to the same school. She has said in the past that, like, she was a huge influence to her. I, I think it's, like, that choice is very interesting. All right, we'll be right back with more from Natasha Yakich. SheFit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. This is Roxanne Gay, host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Now, what is the Roxanne Gay Agenda, you might ask? Well, it's a podcast where I'm going to speak my mind about what's on my mind, and that could be anything. Every week, I will be in conversation with an interesting person who has something to say. We're going to talk about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. I start each show with a recommendation. Really, I'm just going to share with you a movie or a book or maybe some music or a comedy set, something that I really want you to be aware of and maybe engage with as well. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us your attention, we need everything you got fast. Waiting on reparations, we be the illest podcast. Tune in every Thursday, politics and wordplay. We fight for the people because they got us in the worst way. From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye. From the left enclave to what the neocons say. Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation. And break us off with some bread because we waiting on reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Natasha Jokic about our favorite Adele moments from this year. So this past Friday, 30 is released and critics and fans are both instantly calling it a masterpiece. But the way you know an album is really good is when Twitter is flooded with memes. I mean, we're talking about ones that are like in the car listening to Adele crying over the divorce I've never been through and the child I don't have or <laughs> pretending to be going through a breakup before pressing play on the new Adele album. And then one Twitter user quoting one of the album's lyrics, I'll be taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart. Adele, it's been five seconds. <laughs> 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 like this is just so it's so so good and that's that's when you know you've made it <laughs> do you have any favorites that you've seen <laughs> my favorite one was everybody is tough until they start listening to Adele and I was like yeah that's <laughs> so very real <laughs> no it is real I know I I know I have very specific like high school memories of my dad also relating to 19 you know which sucks <laughs> you in <laughs> it's honestly probably the thing I don't like about Adele is that she makes me feel things I mean we all know that I'm a sap and I don't like to have feelings and so listening to her I'm like oh Damn it. This is going to happen. No, it's like (laughs) That was such a thing with like, I had a meeting with my wonderful manager on Friday and he was like, have you listened to the new Adele? He was like, I've already listened to it. It's great. And I was like, I I feel like I need to carve out like an hour where I'm going to lie and stare existentially into space and just, you know, I haven't been heartbroken at all, thankfully, but you know, just pick one of those and and cry. It's an experience. <laughs> Wait, okay. So this is going to be a really weird question. But like, if you were telling someone who hasn't listened to the Adele album, like what the perfect aesthetic would be to listen. Like, are you like, are you by yourself? Are you with friends? Are you in an apartment? Are you out somewhere? Like, like how are you envisioning the ideal listening of 30? Oh my God, that's such an interesting question. Um, the other, I mean, okay, integral to this scene I'm about to paint you is that I am in New York where we actually have seasons. Uh, no offense sure. to LA. <laughs> but the other day I was walking down the street and the, you know, the leaves are all orange and I was in my new like long coat and it was a bit brisk out. I could all just hear Adele coming in through my headphones and it was beautiful. Um, other than that, I just say, I would just say like, I think anywhere you can be quiet and concentrate for me Personally, as ideal, I was like, this isn't, there are some more upbeat songs on the, on the album, don't get me wrong. But I was like, I, I don't know if I think this is a, a subway listen. Mm, yeah, I feel personally. like I'm in, my, I'm in my car, it's raining, and I'm blasting the music, and I have mascara on. I don't wear mascara, but I want to see the proof of my tears. And also, <laughs> I'm not driving because I don't think anyone should be in control of a vehicle while listening to Adele. Does that make sense? I don't want anyone to get into an accident. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I haven't driven a car in a very long time, but I very much used to think when I was, I had a car, like, I think I had a car when Rolling in the Deep came out and it was on the radio all the time. And I would think that no one on the street could hear me when in hindsight, they probably clearly could. And like, I do not have the same range as Adele, but my God, did I just go for it? 100% relatable and I love it. Oh, we, okay, wait, I do want to ask about, we had just seen this, that she somehow got Spotify to get rid of the album shuffle button so that people yes. have to like listen to the album the way it was meant to be listened to. And I think that is the most powerful thing ever. Oh my God. I was, yeah, I heard that news and then I accidentally hit shuffle on the album the second <laughs> time I was listening to it anyway. So I was like, sorry, all this work you've done. 
I mean, yeah, I, th I think it's just a testament to the incredible industry power Adele has. And I really enjoyed some of the responses to that because people were like, who is listening to an album, especially for the first time, out of order? Me. Like, who are these people? <laughs> oh, okay, really. chaos agent. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. You've actually oh. shocked Tasha. You've shocked her. I know. I'm just, stunned. Like, it, it never occurred to me that the order was important, which I guess is silly because, like, if you're reading a book, like, the chapters are important. Like, you have to go in order. But I, I just, I guess I never really thought of an album as, like, telling a full story shyla that is literally what it is <laughs> Casey, i haven't listened to anything that wasn't a christmas carol in like four months give me a break okay, okay. <laughs> well no i'll never give you a break so. <laughs> okay but now that we're talking about it i want to get into the specifics of the actual album like what did you think of 30 and is it the masterpiece that everyone is saying it is i mean like in short yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there are two songs that like i really want to highlight as i think the emotional core of the album which isn't to say like i think there's a great deal of within the context of an adele record it's you know it still has the timeless quality to it but i think there's a little bit more experimentation on this album which pays off beautifully like there's oh some of it like makes me want to like dance and get it on sorry bum if you're listening to me this, but, um, <laughs> but the two songs that i think I really got the tears flowing for me and that I've seen a lot of responses to online are My Little Love and To Be Loved. Um, we're big on love in this record. <laughs> <laughs> so My Little Love, you know, it's track two. So we're getting misty-eyed pretty much immediately here. And what a lot of people noticed is that like it has some raw recordings of her speaking to her son, Angelo, just like very, very heartbreaking. And like the bit that really, really got me as, you know, someone who doesn't have kids who is hung over a lot is like in the <laughs> end voice. <laughs> Not talking about my state of mind today. She like in tears says, I feel like today is the first day since I left him that I feel lonely. And like, it's like actually her speaking and it just feels so like vulnerable and intimate. And then with to be loved, okay, I'm not exaggerating here. I, I went to a bar on Friday and I, I was telling my friends this uh, and they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, I, like, I think it's one of the best vocal performances I think I've ever heard in a recorded song. Like it's so powerful. I, I don't know if there's a misconception that songs that are just driven with like very, very, sparse piano chords behind them are like somehow easier to pull off than like something more instrumentally complex but like to be really clear I think it's incredibly hard to carry a song just based on like your vocal ability and delivery and your lyricism and like of course Adele can do it she can do it very very well and she previously told Zane Lowe that she won't perform it live outside of like we saw a little recording of her doing it in her living room because she said quote I can't even listen to it. I have to leave the room. I get really upset. I get really choked up, which completely makes sense because, you know, I can hardly hear it without crying and I'm not Adele. So in short, yes, the album is wonderful. <laughs> okay. So my, I guess my last question is, do you think that either of those two songs or any other songs on the album are going to like reach this, are going to reach the success of Rolling in the Deep or Someone Like You? Or do you think that this is more just like, an amazing album altogether and like one of her best albums um i mean i think that's an interesting question when we compare something to like rolling in the deep or someone like you levels you know they were what they are in part and had that impact because uh, you know at least internationally as well my 
impression is that it was kind of a breakout hit that like kind of catapulted her into a very much a new level which isn't to say that she wasn't successful before because she was but like you know she's already broken out and is established now and I, I don't think she needs to or like even necessarily could just by that very core of it have another hit like those two and she has spoken specifically in reference to hello in her vogue interview she said quote you know, there isn't a bombastic hello, but I don't want another song like that. That song catapulted me in fame to another level that I don't want to happen again. Not saying I've not got hellos in my pocket. I was just conscious that I didn't want my story on this album to sound like that, which is totally fair enough. And I think, you know, the album sounds great and it's a, it's a great collective album. You know, I think I think it was absolutely rude of me to even th- to even request that something would be as like, you know, big as Rolling in the Deep or someone like you, because it's like and not that I'm asking her to prove herself with like another song like that, but it's like she's already proven herself. She's she's Adele. She can do whatever she wants and she'll always have Rolling in the Deep or someone like you or Hello. And she can just like keep creating and making us cry all the time. Yes, I mean, it's such a rare status that anyone, you know, achieves in, in in the music industry. And I think the insight we've gotten through the interviews where she's talking about the recording process with her record label, like still being asked, you know, how are you going to appeal to 14-year-olds? Still, uh, she said that with I Drink Wine, there was originally a 15-minute version of it. She was told it wouldn't get played on radio, so she had to cut it down to, I think the final one is around six minutes. I would listen to 15 minutes of I Drink Wine. (laughs) Yeah, that song was made for Shyla. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So yeah, it's it's been super interesting to hear from that, but then at the same time, yeah, I mean, she's an industry juggernaut. She she is. Okay, well, Natasha, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me and for letting me ramble about Adele. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, make sure you listen to Adele in the car while it's raining. Yeah, and maybe don't drive unless you're a really great driver. And you can and you can see behind your tears. Yes. That's up to you. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed coming to you daily. 
I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.